Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you about adding themes into your summary and why you should back away from doing that. Okay, now you can go out and research this one for yourself, and you can also look at a lot of different model summaries. But I had someone to talk with me about their summary, their book blurb that they had placed up on you know, everywhere about their book. And they wrote, the theme of the story is, and they spelled it all the way out. And I will tell you why, as a teacher, this is from a teacher's perspective, why that's pretty much a (laughs) no-no. Because I'm actually wanting students to read and to be able to identify the different themes that are going to be found throughout the book and there's more than just one theme um, especially in young adult literature i have found that you know there are multiple themes in books that we can categorize and then we can look for textual evidence to be able to support that theme and the advancement of the theme in fact that's one of our standards in the english 912 is The ability for students to not only to be able to identify the theme independently, but that they're able to, you know, prove that theme exists in the novel and how it does, you know, where does it emerge? Like, where does it even start to surface? And so if that is, think about it now, if that is a standard for the state of North Carolina is where does the theme even emerge? Where does it even begin? We don't want to give out the themes of our books. Now there's the difference between topics and themes because students will oftentimes say love. And we'll say, no, that's not a theme. That's a topic, but that's not a theme. And so. The lessons that the characters are learning throughout their experiences in the book are the themes. And so I want to like give you the example. So the lady wrote, um, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. And that is the theme of this novel. And my suggestion was just to, you know, to just scratch that last line because, one, we don't want to give that away. And then people will argue, well, that sounds very cliche. You know, you've, you've given that, you know, too much of an ordinary sound to it. You didn't leave it, you know, you know, you didn't turn it into a question to make the reader think about what was happening. You just pretty much told them everything. Now, if you look, you can go online and you can research this. You can research the, like the, for example, type it in, the universal themes found in literature. 
And by you doing that, you will be able to look at the long list of themes that are prevalent in literature. And when you see that list, you'll say, okay, well, my, you know, my characters, you could probably pick out three of them off the list of 12. One time there was a chart that I found that I really loved, and it was like 12 universal themes. And I pulled it up in class, and this was a couple of years ago. And I shared that with my students when we were trying to identify theme because they didn't actually know where to start. And so by them looking at just how theme statements were written, that gave them a better feel for, okay, now I can write a theme statement, you know, about what I'm reading. And I have found that this year my students are advanced and they're able to pick out theme statements. Even though I have one student who goes, I, this is just very difficult for me. Well, then when I just turn it around and I say, you know, well, what are they learning out of this? What, what, could, what could you leave this book, you know, with, with a message to tell somebody else to do this or not do this? And then when I read, you know, word it, when I paraphrase the word theme, the definition of theme, then this student could tell me everything about it, everything that they could possibly conjure up. They had it. And I was like, see, you know how to find theme. You just like freeze up when you hear that word. You think it's something difficult or you think it's something, you know, arbitrary when it's actually not. It's very concrete in story development. So for you, while you're writing, you know, if you want to leave these little emerging pieces in your book, where does the theme actually begin to emerge? That's very useful for teachers on our end. And you don't, you know, give those away. It's just you're very thoughtful of those. So you're purposeful in, you know, not just going, boom, there's a theme. And, you know, our friendship remains true because, you know, our honesty prevails or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's so corny. You do not quote me on that. Um, but, you know, that's not what you're going to write in there. But you're going to show maybe through a relationship with peer group that everything is just kind of falling apart except this one friend maybe that was honest and did stick by this person and so you can have a topic of honesty and then you can come up with a theme statement to go along with that and so if you are creating you know teacher guides you know that might be something that you want to address and maybe give the teacher the heads up of where you did place some emerging themes or where you put in some evidence that could support the theme. That's just some of our teacher language. But the bottom line is that be very mindful when you're talking to your audiences, when you're writing blogs about your book. You know, you wanna give it away. You wanna give pieces of it away, but you don't wanna give away the theme. You want the reader to be able to experience that. What lessons could they um, walk away from with those characters, saying what those characters have learned? Yes, I want mine. <laughs> you know, I've told you guys on the podcast, you know, that mine is about, the topic could be compassion. The, the topic could be about helping others. And so then, you know, you know, always appreciate the help of a stranger. You know, you can always 
go in and, and listen to some of my podcasts in the past where I said, you know, this is what I want to happen in this, you know, beautiful world <laughs> that when somebody reads my book, you know, they may be a little bit more thoughtful. They may be a little bit more compassionate to someone else that may be going through a difficult time. They may be less likely, you know, to question or pick at someone's family life or home situation and realize that, you know, everyone does have a struggle that just may be a different kind of struggle, but that struggling is a part of the human condition and we just have different varying levels of degree of that. But you know, I'm not gonna go out there and I'm not gonna post that up on my summary. I'm not gonna post that up on my blog sites where readers, you know, are gonna say, well, I know what she wants me to do with this book. So, you know, why have me read it? She's unlocked the puzzle for me. She's telling me how she wants me to feel, which is, you know, I have these little author dreams in my head I'm telling you guys, but I'm not going to put it out there on a book blurb. So just be mindful of that when you're writing, not to give everything away, especially the thing. So if you've done that, you know, just go back in and edit. The good thing about Amazon is that I have went in and I have... So for example, with my Amazon book, Happy Renewal Year, I did not put down the different topics that we would be covering in the chapters. So I thought that that could be maybe very useful for someone so that way they could see that we were not just going to be talking about spiritual well-being, that we were actually going to be talking about other areas and aspects of our well-being. And so I went back in after I published it and I went to the, um, the book details and I just changed it up a little bit and I put it back out there you know no harm no foul it's okay to go in and change and you know reword the thing is is that if you've done that and you've put it on the back of your cover then there are some books out there floating around that do have you know your theme statement the theme of this story the moral of the story is and you just learn your lesson you just say well the next time that I put my book out there you know I won't be so explicit in what my theme is you know because we do want our language to be questionable like have questions on the back of the cover where you know you've got to solve those questions there's like a mystery here in what's going to get you to open up the book you know so I hope that that helps some of you and I hope that I have at least got you thinking about different themes that you could use in your books so go online and just research you know and there are a long list of themes and they have done this by you know looking at a wide variety of literature and picking out what is common what is most commonly found and that's not to say that you know you're gonna have this very unique lesson learned You've got some universal truths that we're going to learn from books. Um, I know. I already know the, the second book in the series would have to do, and I already start thinking about topics, justice, you know, fairness. I start thinking about honesty. I start thinking about integrity, Christian values. And so I start thinking of all these topical words that I want to make sure that are coming across so that way when I'm writing something 
then I'm there to, you know, revisit those. And let's say that you've done your first draft, okay? What is a way that you can check? Definitely go back in and check to see, you know, could someone say, yes, this is where the theme started to develop. I could pinpoint it. It was in this conversation that the main character had with such and such. Or it was in this scenario that the situation, it was this, there was this huge event and the choice that this person made, you know, is not where the theme emerged. That's another key indicator of how it was developing. So then find that one and then backtrack a little bit in your story to see what characteristics you possibly gave that character what was something else that you did with that character earlier on to help them when it was time for them to make that choice. And so that's where you've got to separate, you know, the development of the theme and then the emerging theme of where you first, you know, kind of can start to see um, indicators of how this person is shaped and what they will do. So those are some tips that I hope are helpful for you. It's really good when you're editing to go back in and look for certain things. Like, that's where I have failed in the past, and I'm getting better. I'm getting better that when I go in a book and I'm starting to, to revise it, I'm not just looking for grammar anymore. I mean, I have an editor now, which I'm so thankful for, but I also have Grammarly, which I don't know how in the world I survived writing. <laughs> Um, the way that I did, well, not very effectively, honestly, but without Grammarly. So, I love my Grammarly. So, now that that kind of has freed me up to where I can focus on other things and I'm not so tremendously hooked and worried about my grammar and style, now I can go back in and actually look for theme and look for plot. And so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk with you about how I have taught plot before from a teacher's angle and what we observed. So if you have never read the Contender series and you're writing sports books, these are for people who, there's a lot of people now they'll say um, that they're writing YA sports books. Well, you need to read the Contender uh, from Robert Lipsight. You, you definitely need to get hold of that book. I teach that book every year with my classes. And so I'm gonna give you guys an example of what I do when I teach that book. And when I teach any novel, this day forward, I'm gonna do the same pattern because it really breaks it apart for students and allows them to build the inferencing skills that they need in order to comprehend a book. And so now that I know that this works through my own, you know, classroom, because it works, I'm going to start doing it with my books. And I think it will help us with pacing. So I'm getting ready to do another podcast on that one. Um, so stick around and check out the one about the plot roller coaster. If you have any questions for me or um, you would like for me to um, research something for you, you know, that's great. You know, when this person sent me, you know, their summary and as soon as I saw that they had written the theme in there, you know, you've already let the reader know that it's about love. 
you know, you've already put in the romance elements there. You know, don't let us know automatically that there's going to be a loss <laughs> and that there's going to be a breakup or there's going to be a death. You know, the whole time, that's what we're going to be thinking about. And you've given the theme statement away. So if the student is working on a project or they choose your book as a read and then they have to do something, you know, you're taking away that guesswork for them, the actual thinking, critical thinking component where they really need to practice those skills within the books that they're reading. So I hope that this has been helpful for you guys and you guys have a blessed one. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.